Hey, Rich Girls, Kirby here, and welcome to another episode of Rich Girls Guide. Today, we are going to cultivate our rich girl habits. Now, in order to do this, we will need to first identify our bad money habits so that we can craft good money habits in place of them. And I will be spilling the tea by giving away my personal top six rich girl habits that I use in my day-to-day life. Before we dive in, I want to say a huge thank you for tuning in today. If you find this information helpful and want to support me so that I can make more content for you, please follow wherever you are tuning in right now. And a super quick reminder that you can view these in video format on YouTube and Spotify. When identifying our quote unquote bad money habits, I want to be very clear that a bad habit for one person might not be a bad habit for somebody else. Let's take it the ever-demonized daily coffee, for example. There has been so much debate among budget gurus and just everyday people about whether or not your daily Starbucks drive-thru habit is really making you broke. Like, I get it. If you're going through the drive-thru line and getting a triple venti dirty chai every single morning, you'll definitely start to see that eat into your monthly budget. But if you treat yourself to a special dose of caffeine on Monday mornings to help motivate you to get your butt to work, is that really going to break the bank? You have to look at the specific habit relative to the rest of your routine. For the person who mindlessly drives straight to Starbucks for their coffee every single morning and then has a drop in energy around lunchtime, leading them to go out and get lunch from Chipotle because they are too tired to make something at home, then yeah, that's a bad habit. And it's leading them into another bad habit. But for the busy mom who pays a monthly subscription to Panera, which is currently $12 a month, she might get her coffee fix on her way home from work so that she has the energy to pick up the kids, make dinner, and generally handle the tornado fuckstorm that can be a household with working parents. In that case, I would argue mom has a good daily habit on her hands, pumping herself up and getting an extra few minutes of alone time before general chaos ensues at home. At their core, they are the exact same habit buying coffee every day instead of making it at home. But the context around the habit is what drives a good habit versus a bad habit. So let's do a little exercise together, shall we? I want you to take out either a piece of paper or take out your phone and write down a general outline of a normal day for you. I'm talking run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-week, normal, average day. For most of us, this is going to look shockingly similar throughout Monday to Friday. Now, you don't have to get too detailed, but I do want you to map out at least like 10 things that you do throughout your day. What is the first thing that happens when you wake up in the morning? Do you typically make coffee before you go to work or read for 10 minutes before going to class? Do you go out for lunch or bring it with you? 
What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Let's take a moment together to map it out. I won't bore you to death with my full routine, but I can give you an overview of my typical morning. I wake up, brush my teeth, check my phone. No, Ron, no! Usually I work out for 20 or 30 minutes and then I'll feed and walk our dogs. By that time, my husband and two girls have typically woken up and at that point, all bets are off. General chaos descends upon the house, usually accompanied by tears, maniacal laughter. <laughs> and lots of stomping up and down the stairs. <sighs> Life with a four and five year old. So let's identify some of my good habits versus some of my bad habits. Waking up early before the rest of the family, this is a fabulous habit. I love that I get to have a little bit of alone time and I am much more likely to work out if I'm up before everybody else is up. Checking my phone first thing in the morning, however, definitely a bad habit, for me at least. If I have any important emails, or let's be honest, I'm scrolling on social media, I might be inclined to skip my workout unintentionally and take the dogs for a shorter walk because I wasted my time in the morning when I totally could have responded to that email later in the day or just not scrolled on social media. <laughs> Working out in the morning, extremely good habit for me at least. If I do not work out first thing in the morning, usually there's no chance in hell that I'm cramming it in after a long day of work. There's just way too many distractions in the house and I like to spend time with my family in the evening. So now that I have identified my bad habit, checking my phone first thing, let's take a look into how that might spill over into the rest of my day. On the surface, checking my phone first thing in the morning, um, might just seem like a regular bad habit as opposed to a bad money habit. But as we all know, most habits are intertwined with other habits. If you have ever read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, then you are probably familiar with the term habit stacking. By the way, if you have not read that book, I would highly recommend it. You can find it for free at most local libraries. Anyways, habit stacking is essentially the idea that if you incorporate one small good habit and then that leads into another good habit, you can eventually build whole routines by stacking one good habit on top of another. What? Of course, this can go both ways. If you start with one bad habit, even if it's small, this might lead you into another bad habit and now we have the potential of spiraling into a routine of bad habits. So if I start my day by looking at my phone and I just get into scrolling, 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 this bad habit could spill over into skipping my workout. If I skip my workout, I will have less energy throughout my day. Again, this is just something that I know about myself. It's something that I have come to learn over time. Working out first thing in the morning gives me way more energy throughout my day. Counterintuitive, I know. <laughs> Something I've noticed is that on days when I have less energy, I am much less likely to cook myself a well-balanced meal at home, and I am much more likely to go out and order pre-made food, or God forbid, order Uber Eats. No, God! 
Now, let me be clear, there is nothing wrong with ordering food or going out for lunch, especially if it means that you are getting food into your belly or spending time with a loved one. We are not here for meal skipping. What I am against is frivolous spending on food that is not worked into your budget ahead of time. Because let's be honest, the more food you unintentionally order, the more groceries in your fridge are going bad and getting tossed in the garbage. I know from firsthand experience. So for me, looking at my phone first thing in the morning is potentially a bad money habit. For you, it might look like something totally different and that's okay. Whether it's online shopping when you're bored at work, getting your nails done every single week because you're insecure about your self-image, or grabbing a lottery ticket every time you go into the gas station because that's just what you've always done and it's not even a conscious thought for you at this point. Again, all of these things I mentioned are not inherently bad purchases. Nail girlies, do not come for me. (laughs) It just depends on the reasoning behind why you are spending your hard-earned money in that way and whether or not you are making it a habit. Now, I want you to go over your list that you made about your routine for the day. I want you to pick out something that you think is a bad money habit. Is there a reason that you do this thing every day? Sometimes it can be out of necessity. For example, someone might have a long commute, so most mornings they stop at the gas station to fill up, grab an energy drink, and also a little pick-me-up snack for their commute later in the day. What if we turn this potentially bad money habit into a good money habit? Instead of filling up a little bit every day, what if we go to Costco or Sam's Club once or twice a week and fill your tank all the way up? You'll be saving yourself a little bit on gas, and while you're there, you might as well go inside and stock up on some bulk snacks and energy drinks. There's no reason you can't have them. Now you can still have your pick-me-ups to help you through your commute, but we are doing it in a more budget-friendly and intentional way, and saving you a few minutes in the morning while we're at it. I want you to start thinking about your bad money habit and ways that you could potentially swap it out for a good habit. And who knows, maybe you can even start stacking some good habits on top of that one. Obviously, the previous example was pretty straightforward and not all bad money habits are going to have an easy solution. We need to be realistic about what we can accomplish by ourselves and when we may need to reach out for some help. For those of us who may have some weird feelings around money, whether that's because we didn't have any when we were growing up, um, whether it was demonized by family members or even glorified, the reason behind some of these habits may be really deep rooted. In these cases, one bad habit is not as easily swapped for a good habit. If you resonate with that or feel like you might be struggling with bad money habits due to something more deeply rooted, this is your gentle reminder that it might be time to talk it through with a therapist or licensed professional. And there is nothing wrong with that. Now, moving on to the fun part, cultivating your rich girl habits. If you can start incorporating just one or two of these into your routine, I promise that you will start to see significant changes to your financial well-being within just a few months. Rich Girl Habit number one, set up automatic contributions into your retirement and investment accounts. 
aka paying yourself first. This can even be as simple as automatically sending $50 into your savings account every month so that at the end of the year, you have an extra $600 to spend on whatever you want. By setting up the automatic payments, you are committing to yourself to continue these contributions. And hey, if the cash isn't in your account, it's not as easy to spend. Rich girl habit number two. Every time you get a raise or your pay increases, increase the amount that is going into your savings and investment accounts. Lifestyle creep is something that can happen when you start spending more and more as your pay increases year over year. If you are continually spending more money and you get into the habit of relying on this extra income year over year, you better have enough in your retirement and savings to continue that same lifestyle when you retire. Social security is not a guarantee for anyone under the age of 55. And pensions are pretty much unheard of nowadays, which means that the onus is on you to make sure that you have enough saved in your account to continue your lifestyle after you stop working. After you stop working, you're not getting a paycheck from your employer, you're having to pay yourself out of your accounts. This is especially important for younger people. The more that you can sock away now before kids, pets, health events, house, general life expenses, before all that is thrown your way, the better prepared you will be when your expenses do start increasing. Rich girl habit number three. Now, this one might sound kind of stupid, but honestly, it has helped me so much. Unsubscribing from retail emails, aka unsubscribe from Victoria's Secret. If you are anything like me, I need a cleaned out email box at all times, which means that I open every single email that slides into my inbox. Now, back in the day when I had a bit of a shopping problem, don't judge me. If I received an email about a promotion, it could be a BOGO sale, 25% off site-wide for 24 hours only, you get the picture. I was notoriously bad at justifying a small purchase because, hey, it was on sale. I don't remember what exactly the tipping point was, but I do distinctly remember sitting down on my floor in my room and clicking unsubscribe from dozens and dozens of retailers. Like my fingers were actually cramping up by the end of this. By removing the temptation, I was able to decrease my discretionary spending tremendously and clean up my email inbox as well. Again, a little embarrassing, but I feel like a lot of my girlies can relate to that. Rich girl habit number four. If you watched my first episode, you'll already know, but do not purchase something on your credit card if you do not already have the cash in the bank. As Caleb Hammer so lovingly states, some people are just not credit card people. And that is okay. Now, I admit, this can be a hard habit to implement if you already have credit card debt or don't have a fully funded emergency fund on hand. I'll be going over credit card debt and budgeting in depth in later episodes, but please be sure to let me know your pain points when it comes to credit cards and budgeting in general so that I can hit your points and answer those questions. Rich girl habit number five keeping a fully funded emergency fund. 
Now, I'm going to expose myself here. My husband and I have literally never had a fully funded emergency fund. What's wrong with you? We can't all be perfect. But it is something that we strive to do and we are starting to build ours back up again. Now, I am very embarrassed to say that it's not fully funded at the moment, but hey, I'm just keeping it real with you guys. I know all the experts say you need to stop contributing to all of your investment and retirement accounts until your emergency fund is fully funded. And ladies, they are not wrong. When I worked in wealth management, one of the first questions we always asked was whether or not a client had a fully funded emergency fund. So do not take this page from my book. Do not copy me. Make sure you are taking steps to fully fund your emergency fund. Just as a quick overview, an emergency fund is basically cash on hand that you keep in like a savings account, something super liquid and easy to get your hands on like within 24 to 48 hours in the case of an emergency. And typically you want anywhere from three to nine months worth of expenses. And this would help cover you in case of a unexpected job loss, um, if you have loss of income due to being in the hospital or health concerns, or if your house floods and you have to pay like a whole bunch of stuff, things are lost, um, maybe insurance hasn't paid out yet. It's exactly what it sounds like. Funds that you do not touch unless an emergency pops up. Last but certainly not least, we have rich girl habit number six. This is by far my most important habit and the one that holds me accountable to continue the first five. I check in on my financial goals and progress on a monthly basis. Yep, every single month. Now, you don't necessarily need to do this on a monthly basis. Some people prefer quarterly, so every three months, or even just semi-annually, so every six months. I found that the less I reminded myself about my financial goals, the less likely I was to reach them. So if you know you're more likely to bury your head in the sand and avoid finances altogether, I would definitely urge you to check in every single month. The way that I do this is I have a note on my phone and it's pinned to the top so I don't lose it in my multitude of notes. I currently have maybe like over a hundred notes, don't judge me. I then set a reminder on my phone for the first of every month to check my financial goals for the year so that I am reminded of what they are. I update how much progress I have made towards them and I will also check every quarter and make adjustments if I need to. So that way I am more likely to meet my goals by the end of the year. Just like all things in life, habits are unique to each and every one of us. And you have the ultimate control in determining whether or not a habit is good or bad for you. It is never too late to learn a new good habit. Never too late. And it's never too late to unlearn an old bad habit. You just have to start. I would love to hear from you guys about what good money habits you've created for yourself and maybe what bad habits you're having trouble kicking to the curb. Click the link in the show notes or shoot me a DM and let me know about your money habits. And let me know in the comments, would you be interested in me answering questions on the show in a future episode? I want to give you the content that you guys want. So if there's enough interest and I get enough questions, I would definitely be down for a good old Q&A. 
If you know someone who could use a kick in the pants, please feel free to send them this episode. If you have any questions, you can comment on YouTube. And if you want your question to be featured on an upcoming episode, ask away at the link in the show notes. Keep it rich and see you next Monday. Bye.